murderous. for the approval of the Midnight Society, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Laughing in the Dark, TV Dare, this is Byron Hussey. I am joined on this very spooky night by a uh, pretty full house, a uh, pretty stacked panel. We have Katya Zanana. Hello. James Sheaves. Hey, guys. Gumba Master. Good evening. And a uh, new a new panelist, um, a little redundant because she's another Australian, <laughs> but Bucky Sito. Uh, uh, hi. <laughs> hi. This is actually uh, so. This is Bucky's second attempt to record a podcast. She tried to sit in on an Alf recording <laughs> with us, which I failed to record. So um, she was pretty salty from that that we're giving I, her I wasn't <laughs> salty I was just I just you know it was better without me I really you know thought, I thought it was really good without me I thought I mean I thought you, you did well I think the second recording was good too but it it wasn't because you were missing it was just like you know we're just we're, we're professionals you know everything it's because there was more non-alpha yeah. content yes. right that right. is true <laughs> so um the, t- the tonight's episode, like I mentioned, is uh, where we're talking about the nineteen um, nineties uh, Canadian uh, horror anthology uh, tween program. Are you afraid of the dark? A particular episode, favorite, a particular favorite episode of mine, um, which is the second episode, and uh, features a uh, cigar-smoking clown named Zebo. Um, had anybody seen this? prior to this podcast? I have. Nope. No. I think I have. I remember it sort of vaguely. I um I wa- I saw it when it first aired in the United States. It was part of a um a older kid <laughs> like a te- early teen teen television block on Saturday night on Nickelodeon called Snick. Um, I remember Sneak. You remember Sneak? I do, and I was too young to watch it, so I yeah. only watched it like twice. There's... I thought it was like really naughty because I was, it was seven, and you have to be thirteen. As soon as you turn it on, it's just it's just just cocks wall to wall. That's what the teens like. No, it was uh, it was actually uh, most of the shows were actually just just children's shows that they just decided were for, for teens like i think brendan snippy was on there um the there was a show there was like a variety show called roundhouse which i don't i didn't like um there was uh shit what else what else was on it fuck it's in my notes sorry doug was doug in part of it no that was Nick. I, I got a question uh, for those who've watched this program before yes please are the Midnight Society always um, uh, kind of dicks? Come on, I mean, I, don't, I think it was just it was 
good. Some of them are good fun. Good clean fun among kids. Some of the right, characters uh, I, uh, are always like that. Right, maybe yeah. that's 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 uh, the wrong word. They're teenagers. Are you talking about Kiki? All of them. I think Kiki was the worst. In this episode, definitely. Yeah, I don't remember any other episodes. So. She, she, she was one, one of my favorites. Of no, uh, she was the one who was teasing the girl about being afraid. Ah, well, that is pretty nasty. It Kiki, was. come on. Fear of clowns is, is actually a, a, a real um, a real thing. Well, yeah, of course it's going to be so, because it it keeps getting like you know embedded in popular culture. So you know. Yeah, well, I you know I actually have a little bit of a write up on uh, a chorophobia, as it's, as it's called. Not bozophobia. Um, not, not bozophobia. It's not bozophobia, <laughs> as the episode would have you believe. Um, chorophobia is a specific fear of clowns. Um, sometimes, which has sometimes been discussed in terms of a specific phobia, but the term cholerophobia is a neologism coined in the context of informal phobias lists. So it's not real. It's not a real phobia. Mm. Uh, right. It's not listed in the World Health Organization's ICD-10, nor American Psychiatric Association DSM-5 categorization of disorders. Um, mm. The theory kind of is that it's it's likened to the uh, the uncanny valley um mm, mm. the uh, hypothesis that human replicas that appear almost but not exactly like real human beings elicit feelings of eeriness and revulsion among some observers mm. the valley denotes a dip in the human observer's affinity for the replica and i think i just Go like ahead. i it's like they like attack you they're really like, literally, if you're at a circus, they'll seek you out, and they'll, like, humiliate you. Oh, and I think you. that's part yeah. of it, too. Yeah. That's what happened to you? I'm really... That's what clowns yeah, do in Australia? Yeah, it's happened to me multiple times. I've never had that experience. Is this not... I think My experiences like, with clowns have been nothing but positive. Really? I hate <laughs> yeah. them. I totally related to this episode. I hate all clowns, and I always have. But, do you but I'm not scared of them. I just yeah, you just don't like maybe them. a little. But it's not a it's not a like a it's not an irrational fear. No, no, no. They actually go out of their way to harass me. This sounds like maybe. Are you antagonizing the clowns? Is this no, possible? No, I think. I mean, uh, a, like if you give the cl a clown a finger, like you flip a clown a bird, it's gonna probably like work you into its act, you well, know. To be fair, not, not every clown not every clown is uh, like whistles. <laughs> um, Gumba, Sorry. have you ever considered becoming a clown professionally? No. Would you? Too much would work. You, would you consider it? No. Okay. Um, so Are You Afraid of the Dark <laughs> was a, a Canadian... Sorry to shoot you down like that. I don't feel shot down. <laughs> like, I didn't say I wanted you to. Canadian horror fantasy themed anthology television series. Um, like I, I didn't specifically know this show was Canadian, but I kind of did. Like I would have guessed, it has like a Canadian feel to it. Does anybody else feel that way about Canadian shows? Oh, definitely. It's like they've got a yeah, vibe, I think we right? have a lot of Canadian programming down here. We have heaps of it. Yeah, they're always like Some animal of the best American shows are Canadian. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Yeah, actually, when American I watched it, yeah, when I watched it, I was a kid, and I had no way of knowing 
what the difference between American and Canadian shows are. Plus, it was never, like, it never says in the show that this happens in Canada, I yeah. think. Not that I remember. And I, I'm still not sure what's the Canadian vibe to this. I'm not tuned in to that. It's it's subtle, but I, I, they, they just seem a little bit more gentle. The cast is always a little bit more They're diverse. just nicer. There are people just like, yeah. People. There are people with, like, ethnicities. That like multiple ethnicities that you can't quite pin down. Like it just doesn't matter <laughs> what their race or religion or gender or creed or orientation or you know oh, yeah. mobility status is. Everybody's just getting along and it's fine. Um, the uh, Nickelodeon um, basically took most of his shows from from Can Canada uh, because it was like a kids kids network um, cable network. Uh, but they, you know, they need content, and there was all these, there were all these kids shows being made in Canada that were never aired in the U.S. So it's sort of like just a like a you know fertile fertile ground. Mm -hmm. um, so I grew up watching a lot of like stupid Canadian shows, like uh, what is it? Uh, you can't do that on television. Um, I can't think of any other examples. I never watched Degrassi. <laughs> was that Canadian? Yeah, Degrassi. Yeah, yeah it's hell. Like five different versions of it. Yeah, there's multiple generations, like a soap opera kind of. Right. But Drake got his start on Degrassi. Really? Yeah, as a wheelchair-bound kid named Wheels. Check it oh, out. Other way. Nice. Yeah, check it out. Google it. YouTube it. But after the show. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, he's kind of like a huge poser. Like he was like a Canadian child star. And then he was yeah, like, well, that's that's what they said. He was a middle class rapper. Yeah, I, but then I mean, everyone loved him anyway because I guess he's just such a special individual. I think middle class is is putting it mildly. I mean, if you have TV on TV, come on, he's got some, mm. got a few bucks. So a few here and there, a few Canadian dollars. A few, he's got a few toonies to to rub together there, eh? Toronto. <laughs> hey, hey, you're right indeed. <laughs> right indeed, there, eh? You go to Toronto and get some, put some toonies in his, uh, his toque. <laughs> then we can have some poutine. I wish. <laughs> I love poutine. Um, it's pretty good. Poutine is like... It's uh, French fries with um, gravy and cheese curds. It's yeah. kind of like the halal snack pack of Canada. That might not be. Uh, I don't think. I don't know if that's a thing in the United States. <laughs> it's not. Oh uh, really? <laughs> have you heard of the oh. halal snack pack? I imagine it's no? it's for Muslims. No, it's, no, it's for, for everyone, everyone. In fact. But I mean, like originally, it must have been targeted. No, at, it's no. At Muslims. No? Well, because the the deal is, it, at our last election, we had um uh like a lot of well, far right racists had right. a great deal yeah. of success, mm -hmm. and so kind of. And yeah, and they hate the halal certification. They they say that it funds terrorism. Yeah. So the sane people um, uh, were going around offering them uh, halal snack packs, which is um, I, I've never had one. It's like but I think It's like chips, meat, and gravy. I think. That sounds pretty tasty. I should say. Um, yeah, it's horrible. When we um, first recorded the Alf podcast, we did establish a safe word. For um, <laughs> oh, if the conversation got started getting too Australian, because we have you know, preponderance of Australians in the uh, on the panel, so what 
Um, it's, it's very in the spirit of Canada, though, isn't it? You know, it's multiculturalism and acceptance. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. But this is this is an American show, brother. Fine. <laughs> is um, it, though? Katya, what is the safe word today? Um, fries. Fries. <laughs> safe word of the day. Fries. Fries. It's so easy to say. Fries. <laughs> okay, guys. Um, so, are you afraid of the dark? If you if if you haven't watched it uh, and are listening to this, the uh, premise of the show is that it's an anthology series, uh, sort of like what the Twilight Zone or that kind of thing. But it's a uh, it's a bunch of kids that meet up in the woods um, and tell ghost stories to each other, and the uh, the uh, ghost story, um, the kids sort of act as the uh, the bookends to the show, and then they sort of, the you know, they, they actually dramatize the uh, stories they're telling. Um, with More uh, like the bell ends. Oh, that's fucked up. It's a family show. <laughs> family Not really. Show. Now, I wonder who gets paid more, the, the bookends who are recurring or, but, you know, aren't, there for as much of the runtime or the guest stars who do most of the work but wouldn't be from episode to episode i believe they they, they probably all get the the same amount I the mean, going right for child well, actors pretty the, much um i mean the guest <laughs> stars get more money because they're recurring but i don't know if it's like an hourly thing because they they don't have uh, to yeah. they probably can shoot that whole a whole episode in like a couple hours because all they're doing is like one scene yeah and if it's the same set just the the fireplace set, then a, they could do camp, more than one in a day, more than one episode. It's campfire. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. No, they probably do Just like change up the costumes. They could. You, I could. I, if I were in charge of this, I could. Mm. I could get it done in one. I could get a whole season done in one day. Wow. I bet. I bet you couldn't, because I I work with child actors occasionally, and they don't. They just, you can't direct them. Right. They well, just do whatever they theater. want to do. Yeah. That's true. Not, not the notoriously professional uh, Canadian filmmaking industry. Yeah, these, oh, kids yeah. Are, these kids look really polished. Is it possible to How make... How is that like... di- different to, to, uh, to grown-up actors? <laughs> How are, ch- just, how are like, children gr- different out than adults? Red cordial. I'm just thinking that if Byron is doing the, his version of the show... I think uh, it can be mixed like Barry Anderson because it's also in the wood. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Just like yeah. make oh, it yeah. a little bit better. That's true. Uh, speaking of Barty Anderson, this is a total tangent, but um, if anybody is able to watch um, a, a show on the Food Network called um, Next Food Network Star, I'm going somewhere with this. Don't worry. There's a contestant on this season, the uh, summer of 2016 season named Jernard, who um, he's like a heavyset um, African-American from Louisiana, but he talks a lot like Barty Anderson. Like, (laughs) like if in order to imitate Jernard, I have to talk, I have to do my Barty. And um, if you can find a clip of Jernard, you'll, you'll know what I mean, but look, look for him. He's got nine kids. He calls himself the chef of love. Yeah, it's a little gr- it's very cool. productive. There, there was an episode where he tends to do like this the shtick where he's like the chef of love and like he's seducing women with his cooking. 
and there was this the sketch where he went too far with it and like implied that he was going to impregnate the panel with his food somehow like like <laughs> they were gonna like make babies it was it was a horror show but anyway check out Jannard on Net, next food food network star he's, he's great I already am <laughs> so um the uh so the so the, the premise of the show is that these kids get together. They're called the Midnight Society. They meet in the woods to tell stories. Um, the Midnight Society, there are multiple generations. I think I'm only really familiar with the first. Um, the, uh, the leader is Gary, an unassuming bookish-looking boy and the founder of, the Midnight, of this generation of the Midnight Society. I guess this goes back a ways, like before this. Um, Betty Ann, uh, who Betty Ann is the one that told the um, the Z, the Zebo story from tonight, um, and she's described as a vibrant girl who has an open and eager passion for the bizarre and twisted. Her stories often include themes where an alien or supernatural force is either, is either trying to break into the world, the characters, or else trying to drag them into their own unnatural realms. I um I don't know who wrote this. Uh, I did, it's, I can't really verify whether that's true for any other story than this one. Her stories tend to be have twists reminiscent of Twilight Zone episodes, hinting that the protagonists of her stories have not yet escaped danger. Uh, uh, it didn't really happen in this one, but okay. Now, kind of did. I don't mm -hmm. like know the like the rules with this one. Like, can you have actual supernatural? stuff happening or does it always turn out to be you know a, gu a guy in a suit uh well in this uh, in this case i think that it was heavily implied that it was supernatural i guess they included a little bit of mystery there but uh mm. i think that it, the rules are that they're telling a story so they can just say whatever they want oh yeah that's a that's a point I mean, I don't know if the like it's like dog. What is it, Dog One Ninety Five or something like that? What is that Harmony Korean movement? Like you can't. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Should I just drop it? No. Okay, let's drop that. <laughs> uh, Kiki, spunky tomboyish girl, often makes fun of others. Uh, Tucker, Gary's younger brother and the youngest member of the Midnight Society. I think he was the one with the clown mask. Sam, a shy girl with an obvious mutual crush on Gary. Was that the um, the blonde? Uh, I'm not sure. I think she's already in the season. Is she? I think she appears. Oh, you're probably right. In somebody brings her was that, to the show. Was I it, was reading about that. Was it Kristen? Was that the uh, the new girl? A girl who, though squeamish about much else, has a fondness for ghost stories and fairy tales. It doesn't tell us much. Probably that's her. Probably. David, a quiet boy with a mysterious expression, reflecting his introverted nature, need to deal with his crush on Kirsten, or Kristen. Okay. And um, Stig. Yeah, these guys haven't even appeared yet. Stig. His <laughs> nickname may come from the term stigma. as his. I'm going to put citation needed here on the Wikipedia article. It sounds like just conjecture to me. Okay, that's enough of this. I, I I think I introduced these guys enough, right? Anybody disagree? We know them as though uh, they were our own brothers and sisters. Okay. That's why I we wish hate this show. 
I went to the show <laughs> as a kid, so I had like my favorites. Yeah. Of those kids. Wh- which was your favorite? Uh, probably um, Gary, the main one. Uh, the founder, because he's he's the nice one. Even in this episode, when uh, Kiki is teasing the girl, yeah, he's like, "That's enough." He's like, "He's yeah, the he's, main dude." He's 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 a uh, steady Eddie. Yeah, but I also like solid. Kiki. But Kiki's Kiki kinda... just always she looks cool. Kind of a bitch. I think that's the reason. Sorry. <laughs> she does seem cool though. You're right. I liked um, Betty Ann. She she has like uh, just like a real glow, a real confidence to her. That's nice. Bucky, who was your favorite child? Uh, I don't think I can name them by name. I guess it was the one with the the blonde one who really wanted back her thermos. Yeah. She's a, she's the one that hated hated clowns. Yeah, I can really relate to her. Yeah. Do you have a thermos that you uh, is like pretty important to you? No, I I don't actually. This is something we don't have in common because I always purposely lose thermoses. Yeah. Because I hate them. Katya, um, I think has a a thermos um, story. You do. <laughs> story. Um, when I was in Boston, we went to, um, we went to see, was this in Salem? Yeah, it was Salem. Yeah, we went to Salem and there was a museum where they had a Chinese house, like a a real family house brought from China in a museum. Oh, cool. Uh, For many generations. And so we had lots of objects that were old, but also like 20th century stuff. And there were a couple of thermoses that that I recognized were like exactly the same as my grandparents. So I guess oh, cool. we, impor- we imported them in Soviet times from China. I guess is what it means. So what but I took was, away from this great. was that there yeah. was sort of like a communist starter kit in the, uh, <laughs> during the Cold War. Yeah. Um, sorry, I thought it was a good story, guys. I mean. Katya, you did a good it's job. Great. I thought it was a really good, good story. Thank you. Gumba, do you it have had any... everything? China, Russia. Gumba, do you have any thermoses? Thermoses. Asylum. Do you have a thermos, Gumba? I had one when I was a child. One time, uh, my friend Chris hit me with a the thermos. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's um... why I hate them because they're heavy. Yeah, no, there you could kill a guy with a thermos, or or yeah. a girl doesn't discriminate based on gender, or sex, sexual orientation, or age. Let's, let's go back to the episode, guys. Okay, so the tale of the <laughs> laughing in the dark aired uh, August twenty second, nineteen ninety two, in the United States. I I think it aired prior to that in Canada, but uh, there's no Canadians here, so let's just say August twenty second, nineteen ninety two, and um. It's about a um, kind of a punk guy named um, Josh, played by Christian Tessier. No, this kid, Christian Star Tessier, is born in this in this episode. He's got a, he's he's tough to look at. I mean, he's like um, 
you know, I was, I kept thinking like for a, uh, you know, for, for kind of a weenie ginger, he's, he's got a lot of, a lot of chutzpah, you know what I mean? Is this over the line? Yeah. Is this over the line? Anybody? Got a panel He's the one people. who, uh, <laughs> who dares to go into the fun house. He's the main guy. Yeah. And so, in the story. Yeah, so it's Josh, and he's got a friend named Ouija, who he seems to just not like at all, because he's just constantly antagonizing him. And um, Ouija's little sister hangs out with them, too, which I thought was pretty cool. They were pretty inclusive of uh, the sister. Again, probably a Canadian thing. Because, like, if it was an American show, it would be, be like, Ew, girls, are, girls get, have cooties and give you AIDS. Get out of here. <laughs> 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 That's what how it would go down if this were produced in the United States. Probably not the AIDS part. Um, so the story is very uh, pretty. It's pretty pretty basic, right? Like the premise is that um, it's serviceable. Josh sort of antagonizes Ouija about like not being afraid of a ghost story. Because there's a there's a fun house in this amusement park or fair or whatever um, called Laughing in the Dark, and there's a legend about a a clown that died in there because it burnt down. Um, and Josh has to prove to Ouija that um, that he he's not afraid of ghosts, so he he decides to go into that. Or at least clowns. He's not afraid of clowns or ghosts. Um, or anything, or really. Or ghosts of clowns. Ghost, ghost clowns. He is afraid of that. But but that's revealed later. He's afraid of ghost clowns. Um, because he talks a big game. But we get to see... We get to a peek behind the gir- the curtain to see what a r- real sniveling coward this guy really is. You know what I mean? <laughs> as soon as he's alone, he's like, Get a hold of yourself, Josh. Get a hold of yourself, Josh. It's not real. Clowns aren't real. Clowns, <laughs> never real. <laughs> if only. So, do you, um, so what did you guys think of Josh as a character? Do you think he was a little bit of, a little bit over the top, cruel to his friend Ouija? Um, well, if I can put on, yeah, he's well, alright. He is, he's a dick. Yeah, if I can put on my functionalist hat, um, he seems to kind of represent. I mean, like we know this is a stock plot. Um, yeah. You know, the, oh, I don't believe in ghosts, and then the rest of the story is spent, you know, punishing the skeptic. So I think that's that's the anthropological purpose that these stories serve. It's to punish the man who thinks uh, he knows, uh, you know, yeah, better I would, than everyone else. I was thinking that Josh probably doesn't believe in God either. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're going to go there? <laughs> I, I thought that he was beautifully cast. I love his laugh. Like, yeah. he has that asshole Oh my laugh. god, the laugh. <laughs> he sounds like Tommy Wiseau. That's right, because he says a line at one point, doesn't he? Yeah, he's like I... a modern... Uh, he's like a modern Canadian hip version of Draco Malfoy or something. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought he was like... The, the actor was just very strange looking as well. I mean, it's an obvious observation, but he had no eyebrows and it was really distracting. Well, it's, you know, <laughs> it's when you have fair hair, you, you have them, but they, they, 
but I don't know, I, I'm speaking from experience. I didn't have eyebrows until. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> they kind of blend in. <laughs> until I was, uh, I think, I mean, it was like a puberty thing. Like, like the, uh, the eyebrows came. Like, but along with other body hair, you know what I mean? Like when you became a they, man, <laughs> they were just blonde prior to that, so it looked like you I just to... had this giant moon face. You know what I mean? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, and I I was uh, not afraid of clowns. Well, were you, you afraid, you, you were you afraid of the dark though? Uh, Maybe uh, that's a connection because I have really big, thick eyebrows, and I always have, and I'm really scared of clowns. Do so you... maybe there's like a connection there. Do they um, connect in the in the middle? They do actually, but I make sure they do I you, shave them you, off. You maintain. Do you shave or I maintain. Do you pluck? Well, it's less painful than plucking. Have you? No, seen... I actually do pluck them. Oh, I... that's not shaving then. But have you? Um... Well, you know, words, but... whatever. But have you seen right. uh, Madonna's daughter Lourdes? Mm-hmm. She's just no. totally out of control eyebrows, but she just owns it. You know, maybe you could consider doing that. Yeah, it works for, for some yeah, people. For, for, like, artist, for like Frida Kahlo, so I guess. I need to like kind of Frida, yeah. Yeah, maybe Frida would have been the more yeah. erudite um, example. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like l- l- the Madonna Madonna's Jr. daughter. Madonna Jr. is a little bit more like hip for the kids, though, you know. Um, the only time I ever remember hearing about her is hearing about how much of a shit she was. Here. I'm sorry. Uh, what do you mean? Wait, this is entirely relevant. Wait, so, uh, Gamma, do you, wait, do you think it was a tangent? You, we get back to the story? Okay, okay, you're right, you're right. So, um... Let's get it over with. No, it's not like that. It's not like that. It's like, let's let's relish every moment and savor it like a like a juicy steak. Like a fine cigar. Like a fine clown <laughs> cigar. <laughs> So uh, the story is that this uh, this uh, guy that uh, he steals the uh, payroll of the circus and he uh, he runs away with the with the money. He hides out in the in the nineteen twenties. The twenties, yeah, back in the roaring twenties. He's a flapper or a uh, or a carpetbagger. Flapper clown. Like that. Yeah, and uh, so like he uh, so he smokes cigars. It's important to the story, and as we learned, um, in. The second episode of TV Dare, smoking is okay. It's chewing tobacco is bad. So you would have thought this would have been fun. kind of cool, though. Yeah. But he, I guess, burned down the uh, spook house, and then they rebuilt it. I actually remember um, when I was a kid, there was a lot of, like, weird uh, shit like this. Aren't you getting a bit ahead now? Kind of left over from, like, olden times, like, old, like amusement parks and things that were like like dilapidated and they, they were actually pretty scary <laughs> but like for like the wrong reason this one know? was pretty new though like they clearly filmed this at a because like they had that big steel roller coaster in the background and it made me like wonder well like is this actually a legit place that they filmed this at well yeah but they it could be like a long-standing park but they build new attractions like coney island okay. oh yeah um, wait, did I, sorry, Gumba, you think I got ahead of it myself in the episode? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, since, since, since we already revealed that, uh, uh, that Sebo rebuilt the fun house. Yeah. Despite did... dying in it, in the fire that burned the original one down. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's like that happened like maybe ten minutes in. I mean, we didn't, I mean, like not much happened in between, did there? They did research. They did original research. They went to the microfiche, I think, didn't they? And there was a bit, a uh, bit of a weird scene where Josh is like, "What if he just uh, the clown is like traps kids in this funhouse yeah. and tickles them?" <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was very forced and kind of creepy. It was a lot of character too, because it seems like very affectionate. But he clearly like hates Ouija and his sister, who I forget whose name I forget. But um, the other thing too, speaking Kathy. of Kathy, yeah, speaking of inappropriate touching, like I think that he would be justified in not wanting to go into the spook house just because like the the guy there's like cre- a creepy old man like leering at him, like, <laughs> like I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go in there because I would feel like I'd probably get molested by that guy, right? Is that a too hot a take? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's right. He's like he's like grinning at these kids, like, come into my secret house. You know, like oh, pants, pants are optional, guys. Come on. You know, like, And then like... when when he actually goes oh, in for the first time <laughs> he kinda goes in with him and he's just, yeah, he like just looks the kid and, and the creepy guy the in there together with the doors closed. Yeah. It's 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 there's an undertone. I don't think they were going for that though. It was the 90s. It was a more innocent time. It was the 90s. It was Canada. I remember watching this episode when I was a kid, and it was clear that the, the owner of the ride was much scarier than the, the clown himself, even though the clown is pretty well made and kind of has a terrifying face. Well, there are two versions but... of the clown, right? Because there's one where it's the owner dressed up as the clown that... that um... Josh sees in the Funhouse mirror. And there's another which is just sort of the stuffed clown, which is also quite scary. Yeah, and also the outside kind of cardboard huge face of the clown as well. Yeah, that's right. And that's very similar to the one that is on the dummy. All right, so in the in the fun house where Josh goes, there's a couple of standard scary house kind of attraction things. They're not mm-hmm. very scary, right? There's yes. a like a Frankenstein, yeah, a guy with his head chopped off. Mm-hmm. They're all kind of dummies, mm-hmm. and but there's like a real fire breathing. Real fire. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon but, head. Yeah. yeah you, I wonder you, how they got that through the safety safety um Well it's, it's not like whatever. it's not like these things ever burn down, you know. It's like come on. That fire was caused by a cigar and not by a dragon. That's true. For for as, as far as we know. Flammable. As far as we know. They they used a lot of really flammable material and like the 70s too and I feel like that's when like they rebuilt this thing like polyesters and things asbestos no that's not that doesn't burn though yeah (laughs) that that, That just causes cancer mesothelioma yeah know all about it there's a really good Australian story we we could say but we're not going to (laughs) you could do it you could do it 
that's fine. Is this about Mr. Uh, Floppy? Uh, I don't know if I know this story. Yeah. In where I where me and James live, there's like a hundred or more houses that are currently being demolished because they're full of loose fill asbestos, which mm -hmm. just kills you really slowly. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a big drama and heaps of houses in my neighborhood have just been like knocked down and there's just blue fences there with like danger written on them now. It's mm -hmm. kind of weird yeah. and eerie. And it's like an eminent domain thing, isn't it? If they find out that your house has it, then they buy it off you and you don't get a say and yeah. they knock it down. Yeah, yeah that's right. So this is like a, there's like a cute part of the story, right? It's like a, a character named Mr. Um, Fluffy. Did any of yeah, you live there's... in such a house? Well, I think my um, old house, uh, I don't know if it had loose fill asbestos in it, but it probably had some form of asbestos in it, but we knocked it down and built another one instead. Cool. That's really, Yay. that's really fun. No more asbestos. Did you get to help knock it down? That's what I got to watch it getting knocked down and I was quite disturbed to see my childhood bedroom <laughs> with, um, my, one of my little brother's posters was still on the wall. I don't oh, know why really, we really didn't sad. take that. And I could see it through the window, like getting torn apart by what, the, what was the poster? Uh, it was of a frog, a, like a local, uh, I think it was a local wildlife local celebrity awareness frog. poster. Got it. Yeah. Local celebrity frog. Yeah, it was a local celebrity <laughs> frog. Yeah, so there's a, a, a couple of really dark stories from the Australian contingent here. So let's uh, let's try to get back on track. <laughs> um, so Josh steals the nose off the clown to prove that he is not a, a scared baby. So the, uh, the theme in this episode seems to be... Um, other than you know the uh, the uh, under under underlying sort of uh, mm -hmm. premise of uh, you know the, the the power of faith um, seems to be <laughs> yeah. one of um, a desire for um, adulthood yeah. for passage into into adulthood oh. like a, a rite of passage. I was, no, I was gonna say don't take things that don't belong to you. Well, I mean, what is what is Josh's motivation? It's not to appear to oh, be yeah. childish. He is trying yeah. to prove to Ouija that he's more of an adult than Ouija is. Or Ouija and his sister are still scared kids. It's but true. It turns out that he's not, though. So what do we take away from this? Um... Did he fail his trial, his passage? Did he learn a lesson about how he wasn't ready to be a man? No, I think it's the other way around. He he faced um, <clears throat> his fears, I guess. Right. And kind of learned to accept it. And cause yeah. he did I'm... not just run away from the clown, but he had to deal with the situation. And, and then run did. away. He didn't run away first, but he He actually was, was very brave when he returned like he, he had a great sense yeah. of purpose. He wasn't afraid of any of the. He just he he just marched right in there. I don't know how he got into that funhouse after let's, hours. Uh, let's go through the part <sighs> for another in, in between ticket. of those uh, um, scenes. Like what happens after he steals the nose? So after he on. steals the nose, uh, he first of all he just just viciously taunts Ouija with it, um, just to the point where it seems like. They're probably not going to be friends anymore. Like, 
Like you would, you, like you wouldn't take that shit, would you? Like, like why are why are Ouija would? Because Ouija's a little bitch. Yeah, like Ouija's a big baby, <laughs> so of course he takes it. By the way, did you guys like um, the outfits in this? Uh... Oh yes. Oh yeah, I didn't so notice much. We, uh, there was Josh had like kind of a Peter Pan number on at one point. Um, kind of a blousy green top, with some little black shorts. Uh, Ouija had a, uh, a a nice number with like just a really dark purple tee and some khaki mom shorts with just giant pleats. Um, they were all mom shorts. Yeah, they were a lot of mom shorts. Uh, if you, James, you should probably rewatch the episode and check out some of that fashion. Well, I, I am right now. I'm. He seems to be wearing like a military style jacket. I'm not really getting the Peter Pan from that. I don't know if that's oh, what you're referring to. It might to. be a different... Well, screen. later on. Yeah. Oh, later. I mean, to be fair, uh, I was watching this with Carrie, and she said that he didn't look like Peter Pan, but I thought she was... <laughs> she, was she was like, well, it's green, but... Oh, yeah, like... I'm seeing a green shirt now, but... But... I don't know if it screams the boy okay. who never grew up to me. Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh. <laughs> See, you know, it's like, it's like a tonal mm. thing. It's like, an un... it's like a vibe you get. Hmm. Did you see? Have you seen the, uh, the the purple outfit that Ouija wears? That's that's a good one. Yeah, I think I saw it in the little thumbnail. Um, I was kind of impressed by the sisters. Uh, she had like a geometric jumper when the when he's sitting and taunting them, which right. um, I yeah. think it has like a kind of pastel scheme. Oh, not quite pastel, but it's like uh, blues. You know. Carrie that, mentioned that. that. Now. It would, I think it was she said if it was I, like a color if... block or something like that. Yeah, it's like crayon oh, book. If I saw that in an op shop, I would buy it for sure. I think it was like a popular style. I'm trying to Google it. Yes, it was. No, it it was. I think I have a bag that's in that style that I take with me everywhere. It's like just four colors in blocks. Popular items from 90s. Color block. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's hella rad. Oh, it's like a Lisa Frank thing. At least this one thing I Googled was, which nobody can see. So this is good podcasting, right? <laughs> and I'm not going to link it. So let's just, let's just die here. Um, so he, uh, Josh steals the nose. Uh, he taunts Ouija. Then he, um, he notices... Uh, Ouija throws the nose away. Um, and when P- Josh goes to retrieve it, he, he smells cigar smoke. And... Um, he walks away, but we can we the audience are can see just around the corner. There's a little bit of a cigar smoke kind of coming. And some laughs. Some laughs. And some laughs. So I don't know why Zebo keeps laughing if he's so pissed off. Like I don't know how how can clowns. I was like, thinking about that. Maybe that's emotions? like the only noise he can make. Maybe he's manic depressive. I feel like even if you're manic depressive, oh you switch. Like you can't do both 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 ends of the spectrum at once right yeah but depressive depressive isn't mad though so he'd be uh feeling manic and he'd be uh like happy mad is he just happy to have an opportunity to mess with the kid he doesn't actually care what about the nose this is sort of a pretense or maybe he's bound to the nose right like he Mm, he looks like a talisman or it is it is tethered to the to the mortal world. So he's always near it. 
He always has to. Which, speaking of the the mortal world, I was kind. While you guys were uh, trying to like analyze the themes of this one, I was trying to um, put it through a monomyth lens. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I've done like when you when you're done in the monomyth, uh, you got to cross back over the threshold to the normal world from the magical world, and yeah. you become the master of two worlds because you've been to both of them. Yeah. And uh, I th- I think Josh does that. He goes to the world of of spooky spooks mm-hmm. where nothing makes sense and everything is scary, and a clown seems to be out to get you. Yeah. Um. Uh, back to the normal world where you've returned the nose and everything goes back to normal. Yeah, I I think that's a really good observation. But I'm I'm reminded of a uh, an an anecdote from Joseph Campbell about the um, the uh, there's a tribe I think in um, uh, Pacific Islands maybe, but they uh, they do like a ritual where um, they uh, they wear masks right they wear masks. And the mm-hmm. masks are representations of their gods, and mm-hmm. um, when um, when the when the when the kids they come of age they have to fight the mask the, a masked man, and it's like they're actually fighting mm-hmm. fighting God, and um, and they do they like they put up like a fake fight kind of like I think they mm-hmm. you know they throw a few punches and and but at the end WWE style right right yeah like they take like. Um, you know, like a ladder for some reason. They get a ladder in there, like a, like a. Some of yeah, those, well, God, God's very tall. Some of those neon lights, <laughs> like a barbed wire, um, a chair. <laughs> but anyway, they uh, they fight and then oh, they, they 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 take the mask off and reveal that the, uh, you know, the, it was a guy all along. It wasn't the God, you know. So. Mm-hmm. But then they uh, they're kind of included in the secret, you know. I don't. I feel like that's like. The takeaway is, is like is from that is, is like you, you know it is bullshit. <laughs> you know? um, like, like you're the god. See, it was fake all along. Wow, uh, is that in is, is that in the book? Is that in Hero with a Thousand Faces? I think I saw it on YouTube once. Oh, right. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I've definitely read that. No, I pretend to have read that book. Um, I bought it with a gift card from a bookshop, and it's it looks very nice. It sits on my shelf. It's pretty good. I think I, I had to read it in like high school or something. I thought this uh-huh. episode is kind of open to interpretation. Like, do you yeah. think this yeah. uh, clown is kind of a ghost? Do you think this clown is actually that clown in that little room with Doris? I mean, my theory is or it's is... just the guy because he's smoking a cigar. Or is it just the guy physically? You know, or is think... he kind of? A mixture. I don't think that guy would you have know. had enough time to put on that full clown regalia. Between oh, and what if he's like not actually human? What if he's like supernatural guy? You know? Oh, I see. So it's like it is the guy, but it's still. I think. I mean, actually, I think that's right. I think. I think that the real answer is that he is Zebo, but he he has two forms. Right. So he yeah, basically I... wanted to get some cigars. Yeah, this is all poor. So, regular two forms of regular regular clown and god tier. Yeah. Uh, and also like sort of invisible giggling entity. Like I don't I'm not sure why they show fog him machine. sometimes and not Yeah, the f- <laughs> fog machine standing in for cigar smoke. <laughs> he's always standing around a corner though, so he's not necessarily invisible. Yeah. Um 
so Josh takes the nose home, and um, his parents are out at like a play or something. And he, for some reason, they left uh, a casserole dish full of frozen spaghetti for him. Like, why, <laughs> did, why did they have to freeze it? <laughs> there was a spaghetti Our, in the freezer uh, and chocolate pudding in the fridge mm -hmm. and a whole, like, it, a huge... It might have been from last week. Wait, frozen spaghetti? Yeah. Are his parents... Is one of his parents, uh, um, uh, parents from Undertale? <laughs> yeah, probably. Just makes a lot of spaghetti and just freezes it everywhere. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't clear to me if it was they had made it that day and then frozen it, or if it, maybe it was from the last week. So why don't we just look, give him the benefit of the doubt here and say it was week old frozen spaghetti? That's fine. So I mean, um, it might have been a like a weird Canadian thing that none of us know about. I feel like there's some they people. Maybe they hate their child and right, rightfully so. Honestly, I thought basically, uh, yeah. I was expecting his parents to be like pretty bad because he's such a dick and like there must be some reason like he's lashing out. But they seem pretty sweet from like the note they wrote. Like they were having a nice date at the theater. Yeah. They left him a nice meal to eat. They they don't mind him staying out they a little bit some late. Pudding. Lots of yeah, a giant pool of pudding like. I, it it seemed like he had no he I don't know where he's getting all this uh this uh aggression from. Um but anyway, so so uh Josh throws some uh spaghetti in the microwave, tries to get the pudding out of the fridge. Um and then something scares him and he drops the whole bowl of pudding. He doesn't even react to that. He just yeah, drops like, it and goes yeah. investigate. It's like fuck the pudding. The pudding's done. <laughs> like this is serious. There's no time to worry about pudding. Speaking of, of, of pudding, I just remembered uh, that in the scene where he steals the nose, he totally flips off the clown while wearing that nose on his finger. Oh, I didn't notice that. Does he? Did, oh, he, did either, you not yeah. notice? That would he be totally very Canadian. They did not censor that in any way, and I was like, did, did they really put that in the Charles? show. I think he, that, he totally did for like three whole seconds or something. Well, I mean, it, we didn't notice, so I guess the censors didn't notice either. I mean, it might have even been yeah. an accident. Maybe the Canadian censors just didn't know what that meant. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's it's like, like, never been done before in Canada. I think it means... Yeah, I'm, he he learned that from watching American shows. I think it <laughs> means I'm sorry in Canada, actually. Like, or thank you. Isn't that a Rick and Morty <laughs> thing? What does it mean in Rick and Morty? Nobody's I don't have that. enough uh, a demographic appeal to have seen that show. It's pretty good. So um, I've only seen like one episode. So so he uh, he burns the uh, spaghetti, but it turns out that it wasn't burned. It was just somehow Zebo used ghost powers to replace the spaghetti with cigars. Um, mm -hmm. So what are the are the cigars made of ghost material? What is the what is the nature of this entity? The smoke was purple yeah. in the microwave. So they, I think it's ghost smoke. Ghost like, smoke. Obviously, cigar smoke is not purple. Yeah. It's the ectoplasm. What if it's one of those like grape-flavored cigars that you can get? Is that a thing? Yeah, you can get grape-flavored cigar. Like a cigarillo, maybe? Can, can I ask? Does, 
Really? Does anyone actually know what cigar smoke smells like? Because I understand it's different from cigarettes, and I don't think I've ever smelt cigars. Yeah, it's. Uh... But this, but but Josh a is a pro. Oh, sorry. Uh... I just went back to the Zeno. I think he does flip him off. He might have had two fingers up instead of one. <laughs> Still, That's yeah, there, there are. Um, I think. I think Josh was having an episode. I mean, this is just because I haven't had my supernatural experience yet, so I don't believe in ghosts, but um, I, I, I think he was just having a psychotic break. So this is how we could explain the cigars. the cigars. And also there's a... So Josh runs up to his... Actually, before that, he looks down at the pudding and he sees a big clown shoe print with a Z in it. So yeah. I get... Did Zebo, like the actual guy in real life get like customized shoes with a z on the sole like why would he do that it's actually zorro zorro uh, <laughs> oh is this a coincidence or maybe he got special z shoes and then they came up with the, the clown name to match it i, I just sense. think it's like going back to the ectoplasm again it's it's a ghost z yeah ghost z. yeah i guess like if you're making up stuff about ghosts which aren't real you could just make up anything like like, if some yeah. one thing isn't real, it might as well none of it be real. Because he also <laughs> um, goes up to... Josh hides in his room and he calls Ouija. And, um, and Ouija... Uh, and, and, like, asks if Ouija's, like, uh, playing a joke on him. Um, and Zebo actually pick, got picked... Oh, no, wait. Actually, Zeebo, before that, Zebo calls him on the phone. Um, and this is like, I'm a scary clown on the phone. <laughs> is, that a, is that a good clown laugh? <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, uh, so then, um, so that's why, uh, Josh calls Ouija and he's like, did you crank call me? And he should know that, it, of course, Ouija didn't do that because Ouija's not an asshole. Like him, <laughs> like it's so out of it would be so out of character for Ouija. Um, and another thing here is that kind of points to the supernatural or just bad filming, <laughs> is that it's evening in Josh's house, but Ouija's room looks like it's morning. Oh yeah, daylight. Yeah, is it possible? It's that... not like a lamp. It's totally like uh, early, like morning or like midday light. Is it possible that's weird. that maybe he got Ouija... sucked into like a night dimension? Well, he's from Australia, actually. He just went to Australia. Uh... He didn't want to wear that. Could be. Do you guys that think that maybe his house is full of um, loose asbestos? <laughs> yeah. This is my. This is now all I can think about when I think of Australia. Asbestos-filled housing. Byron, it's all we can think about as well. Just, just yeah. Koala, koalas just choking on asbestos. And syphilis. A national tragedy. <laughs> no, uh, they don't have syphilis. They have uh, chlamydia. Chlamydia. Yeah. Same. It's the same. Same disease. Well, I, mean, I know which one I'd rather be diagnosed with. There's, it's just one of the. They're both diseases you get from being immoral. So I can't tell the difference between them. <laughs> ah, right. Damn immoral koalas. Um, mm -hmm. I. By immoral, do you mean like watching a TV show on YouTube? Uh, this was sanctioned, bro. I got permission. Even worse, on on Daily Motion, the Devil's uh, Video Tube site. I got permission, bro. 
from the Express Midnight permission. Society. Yeah. <laughs> I called Sebo himself. I called the guys. They were like, "It's cool. Do it." You can totally contact Gary. I think he's a he has a Twitter. Yeah, he's an accountant. And he's a meteor- meteorologist in Canada now. Oh, he's a meteorologist. Oh, cool. That is cool. Yeah. Um. So also Zebo blows up a balloon and puts it under his door, uh, Josh's door that says "Give it back." Um, and so I don't know what that balloon is made of. Is that like a oh a hallucination? Yeah, I have a really good theory about this. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I reckon Zebo. Um, everyone will notice he has a really high voice, like a really high pitched voice and mm-hmm. laugh. I think he exhales helium. Oh, wow! And that's how he got. Yeah. And is it is it liquid helium? So it um uh would form smoke when it comes out. Oh. Yes. And then the smell. But is... no, but that doesn't explain the the cigars. I don't know. Does liquid helium smell like matter. cigars? It could if no, it's it, like. No, it doesn't. It smells very cold it? and you freeze. Maybe he's vaping uh, too, though. I think you're wrong, James. Is it possible that he's vaping? Mm, maybe. It's it's anything's possible. It's not because yeah. vaping hadn't been invented yet. <laughs> Some future technology. <laughs> Does anybody here vape? No. No. Nonstop. No. No. Gumba, you uh you smoke cigars, don't you? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, um have you ever considered switching to vaping? Nah. Okay. It's so not... like a vape flavor purple grape cigar. Yeah, I looked up Helium. By the way, I there are grape flavored cigars called uh Swisher Sweets. They're cigarillos. That sounds delightful. Cigarillos, technically, but it's the same same principle. So, uh, Josh. Josh goes back. Gets the message. Give it back. Give it back. Give it back. That's what Zebu keeps saying. So he's like, really terrified. But then he finds some real. He digs down deep and finds some courage in his heart, and um, he goes back to the uh, amusement feature within the park. Uh, to return the crosses nose. the threshold again. He re re enters the threshold to the spiritual realm. And this is interesting. The mm-hmm. owner is there. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the ride, when he kind of exits it, he's just kind of lurking. But, but the ride <laughs> doesn't work technically. It's nighttime, and nothing in it works. Right. But he still invites people there. He's still furthering the theory that he's perhaps a spirit. Yeah. Rather than a, a human and being a with pedophile. a corporeal form. Well, he's definitely oh. a pedophile, but a spirit pedophile. Also, uh, <laughs> might I add, the actor they used uh, for that for that guy is is uh, actually pretty well, uh, pretty well um, should, uh, fitting for that role. He really, he really, he really looks like a demonic clown without the. Makeup. Yeah. Well, he's in um, many episodes of the Yeah, show. like a little behind the scenes hit. They didn't do a huge casting call to find the perfect Zebo. They they just kind of rolled out their their usual guy. <laughs> he was in <laughs> episode one, but also in several episodes as Mr. Vink. Mr. Vink. Is he Mr. and Doctor? Doctor Vink with a V. Oh yeah, Doctor Vink. Doctor Vink, yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's, uh... he's also on on one episode of Goosebumps. Whoa, he's really typecast. Does he play the teacher that's show. an alien, or just something else? He he on Goosebumps he played a, a, like a piano teacher robot, I think. Oh. 
Okay. Wait, 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 wait. But he, wait, he was wait, in wait, lots wait, of shows. Wait, 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 wait. Piano teacher robot. Okay. So is that a piano robot that teaches? No. Is it a teacher robot that teaches piano? Is a robot guy who doesn't look like a robot. It just looks like a guy. Kind of like, looks like Santa. Yeah. Who teaches piano. Does he understand the emotion behind the music, like the love or the the beauty, you know? Like, is a robot even capable of comprehending <laughs> that? Uh, I'm music. not sure, but I would not question his ability because that might be dangerous. Yeah. So Josh returns the nose, and he even gives Zebo a box of cigars to show no hard feelings. Where did he get the cigars? Are, you, are they his dad's? I think it is his dad's because otherwise, why is he so knowledgeable about what cigars smell like? Yeah. So yeah. you're saying that his dad smokes cigars and beats him. <laughs> with, with cigar boxes. Did he, flick, <laughs> did he flick lit cigars at him or put cigars out? So him? that's that's the answer to your question about his aggression. Yeah, I, there's got to be something going on there because he's like psychotically evil, right? Is that putting too fine a point on it? Like, he's not like psychotically evil. He tries to fit in with the regular kids. But that doesn't work because I see. He's so, you, so what you're saying is he's compensating for something. Hmm. Mm. But what? Uh, eyebrows. Okay, it's an eyebrow problem. <laughs> Nailed it. Figured it out. Problem solved. So the episode ends with the guy kind of appearing, and like he, he like. He just kind of walks from off camera. Like, uh, Josh would have had to have seen him if he was actually there. You know what I mean? Like, he wouldn't have had time to get to that vantage. So I think he was a, 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 a phantasm or some kind of spook. Perhaps, perhaps a boogan, if you will. Quite um, possible. And then the, uh, the the sort of the, the the bumper at the end is uh, like, so what's her name? Uh, Anne Marie. I mean Betty Ann. <laughs> the vibrant Betty Ann finishes her story, and um, what's Chris, Kristen is like? Um, what she's she's uh, she's not scared. Was she scared? Katya, maybe She's you could pride. Uh, tell us She's how the... pride that she got to the end of the story. Yeah. And then just, just, and then just, just, just as she's feeling really proud of herself, the kid whips out a clown mask uh, to scare her. So did um, Betty Ann call this kid and just give him the heads up that she was going to be telling a, a clown story so he would know to bring that mask, or does he just always have it? Or was it just a total coincidence? Maybe he's into robbery. Carries <laughs> <laughs> his mask with him. Like the... Uh, he hides in the woods. He's like like uh, the Joker's gang at the beginning of uh, Batman Dark Knight. Or uh, those guys in that, what is that, Payday video game? Yeah. 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 Although that would be a bit uh, before the time. That's what you say. He's, he's well, it was Canada, so they were ahead 10 years. <laughs> he he grows up to be one of those guys, basically. Yeah, That's he's him. the one that invented that. He was always uh, 
murdering people in a clown mask and it was like this became a thing um so this uh, this episode the, by the way is, is unusual um in uh the are you afraid of the dark canon because it starts um it it, it starts in the story and then we're taken mm-hmm. out of the story and then they and then they introduce the story um and like every in every episode, they say submitted for your, the approval of Midnight Society. Title of the episode, and then they throw some magic mm. powder on the fire. Um, and that happened in this because they interrupt. But it was after the first interruption. They were like, "Okay, now let's start for real this time." So I want to know why did they not start for real the first time? Because of script. <laughs> oh, you're saying I'm thinking that too much about this? It might have been yeah. a thing well, that I did in because... parts. One of you, one of you, got to talk. <laughs> no, it James might have been a thing that they did in parts. Bucky. They might have decided James. in editing that the the uh, story was better to start in medias res. Um, I'm done. Yeah, I think you're right. It was. It's, it's really not worth nitpicking, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, I thought it was just because she was scared, like, and, th- and then they had to stop, and then they had to start again, or y- something. You're right, but why did she wait to throw the powder on the fire and title the story until oh, after yeah. that point? Like, how do we get into the yeah, story? Yeah, no, I, I'm on a different page to you guys. Sorry. No, it's okay. I, the audience was probably confused too. If there are any remaining <laughs> at this late hour in the in the podcast, um, uh, general question before we wrap up. Would this have been scary if it were told as a ghost story? You know, probably not. No one really like the the usually someone dies or something, but that's in the framing. Yeah, like you know, Zebo dies before anything even happens. And all things considered, he's is not really malevol- malevolent. Malevolent. No, not really. No, he's pretty actually he's just, uh, pretty reasonable. Mischievous. Pretty reasonable. <laughs> I yeah. think it really depends on the storyteller and how good they are at telling all those details. And we don't really see that because we just see it as like a visual narrative. Yeah. So, like, picture this. So, Josh comes into his house and his parents are gone. They left him some spaghetti in the freezer. That's <gasps> a, a big bowl of chocolate pudding in the refrigerator. Oh, sorry, that wasn't the scary part. Josh... Here's a phone ring. He answers it. So do you think she imitates the clown? Or does she say, he hears a very scary clown voice on the other hand <laughs> end that says, give it back. Or does she say, give it back. Give it back. She might do that. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. Probably, yeah. Actually, that does sound scary. I would, I would listen to that story, especially as a kid. So, so but you, I think maybe clowns you're just are giving me less, the credit. less scary when you don't see them. So yeah, yeah. It doesn't really clowns don't really work as a scary story, although there is that famous story about the clown statue. Oh yeah! Oh, that one scared the hell out of me. <laughs> oh, I don't know like, that. Wonder... Like, Why is a scary clown statue in your room? Like I don't have a clown statue. Right? Is that the one? Oh no! Yeah! 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 <laughs> No. And she was never heard from again. Why would anybody... Is that, um, is that the whole story? W- no, there's some preamble. But that's well, the, obviously there's m- more to it, because you got to... 
the crux of it. <laughs> you, know, you don't tell you don't a two-line to... scary story. I do. <laughs> that was a pretty scary two-line story. I mean, the concept of somebody believing that somebody else would own a clown statue is a little scary to me. Like, why would you? Yeah, but it's conclusion? it's Occam's razor. It's simpler to believe, oh, that's a creepy clown statue than the fucking serial killer is in the fucking room with you. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, people are pretty jumpy. Um, I tend to yeah, think, I th- I think for the purpose of sanity, though, you you wouldn't want to jump that far that quickly. Yeah, you're right. Okay, let's let's. Let's let that sleeping clown lie with spilt milk. I'm looking up the symptoms of schizophrenia now because I'm wondering whether uh, that can explain everything that happened to Josh. Because, like, I thought maybe because he's kind of socially dysfunctional and it does say that I'm they just, have abnormal I'm social behavior. PTSD, maybe. PTSD. Oh, from oh, yeah, from his dad's sessions. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is schizophrenia still a accepted terminology? Yeah, it's in the DSM five, I think. Okay, because we've already ruled out chlorophobia as a, a fake disorder. I don't want to spread any false rumors about schizophrenia. Going down to that section. Oh, uh, with the publication of DSM five, the APA removed all subclassifications of schizophrenia. The five subclassifications in DSM four TR were paranoid, disorganized, catatonic, undifferentiated, and residual. The um, that's more than Four. Oh, five. Right, yeah. The drawing, uh, the picture they use for schizophrenia is really cool, and it's really scary. Yeah. It's like a self-portrait of somebody, a schizophrenic, sort of trying to show what they are seeing. And they look like uh, like a shaman, but with, like covered in wires. And uh, I imagine it varies from person to person, but uh, check it out. Check it out. inputs. It's, it's interesting. Pretty interesting. Because my Jay I, Leno. I okay. uh, oh, some... oh, it's a great drawing. Yeah, I love no, it. it's pretty. It's very pretty. Mentally unwell people do tend to do uh, very compelling art, I find. I feel. Um, so any uh, closing thoughts about the uh, Are You Free of the Dark TV show or this episode or anything in general? Uh, a renewed appreciation for Canada. Yeah, it's pretty good. Canada's good. Uh, I thought that the clown was... It was a classic clown. Like, it was really well designed. They went above and beyond their budget to make this really good, terrifying clown. Praise. Good good show. I actually have... I thought it was no... It was no Tim Curry and It, but I guess they they wouldn't want to go that scary. Oh, really? I have... I thought that it was scarier than that. I have a little bit of a... Design of the clown, like it had tiny, close together eyes, and the the way its like cheekbones were really low, were like really, it was just this a very horrible visage. I don't like it. I have a little bit of a, a gripe with scary clowns because um, I think that this this case was fine, but sometimes people or sometimes scary clowns will be they'll like do too much with it, like give it sharp teeth, and I think that clowns. Mm are scarier just as normal clowns than they are oh, like, yeah, when you try. Definitely. Like, if it's trying to be scary, it becomes a lot less scary. Like, I feel the same way about when they put like heavy metal music in horror movies. Oh, I hate that. It's either <laughs> heavy metal or, like, well, not as much, but hip-hop. Yeah, it's not scary if it's, like, trying to, if it's, like, cool and, like, tough, you know? It's, like, 
It yeah. ju- it's just lame. Like, it's, it's got to be, like, really minimal synths, you know, all the way through. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> electronic music. It, yeah. it, it, you know, it gives you the alien sound that you're going for, and you can unsettle people with it. Like a, one of these, like... <laughs> like some of those, you know? You have to stop. I'm too scared. Just I'm pepper, too scared. Just pepper those in. <laughs> Like so, you, but like thinking of like a like a really scary looking clown with like heavy metal music blasting. It's just like pure like juggalo, you know. It's like oh yeah, brutal. <laughs> it's like this is tra- it's just trashy. It's trashy, not scary. It's trashy. Okay. The zebra is scary because he has a big purple frilly shirt on and he's got a smile. Yeah. Scary clown. No, zebra's, zebra's, zebra's fine. I think they 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 found the right balance. I also thought uh, Killer Killer Clowns from Outer Space was pretty scary, even though they kind of do that too. They, they they overdo it though, don't they? <laughs> they do, but I think they made them cute enough to be uh, okay to to be sort of an exception. Uh, right. Okay. So, uh, any any uh, final thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Anybody? It's such a big panel, I feel like I need to kind of. I'll, I'll go around the around the horn here. So, uh, Bucky, you gave us uh, a nice contribution. You you liked the uh, the Zebo look. Uh, Katya, do you have any uh, any any final thoughts on this uh, episode? Just that uh, I love the show, and I think this was a good episode. So you and, think? Uh, so you think I'm yeah, doing I... a, a good job curating content for this program so far? <laughs> yeah. With the exception of uh, Ghostbusters and. <laughs> Puchinski. Puchinski and... was great. I mean, entertaining. Yeah. You mean pretty Are good, except, except dark, half, think... half of it. Ha- you think half of Puchinski was bad? No, no, you mean the curation was pretty good, except half of it. Oh, so it's 50 50 <laughs> so far. Well, that's actually not a bad, like, batting record, though. You, you know, if you know about baseball, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Betting average. Yeah, it's like how only four of your uh, presidents uh, won the presidency despite losing the popular vote. So that's pretty good. Yeah. You've had like 40 or something. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. It's a good record. Yeah, I think I Your Friend of the Dark is a perfect show for this kind of age, like early teens. And I was, as a kid, I was jealous of those kids telling like ghost stories in the woods because mm-hmm. I, I wanted I wanted to be one of those kids. Oh yeah. I'm an adult and I was jealous of them. I was like, I want to be there with them in the woods at night. Yeah. Actually I'm I still kinda I'm I mean maybe we should like do like a an annual meetup of, oh, like <laughs> of a, the podcast. Like, yeah. Like a, a and podcast do a, a video episode around a fire. Yeah that would be really great. Just, um that would just like Alf like Alf ghost <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. do you have an elf statue in your room? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> He's gonna eat me out of house and home. Uh, James, any closing thoughts? Oh well, I did mine on Canada. I got to think no, of something else now. Right. Um, no, no, you did one. You uh, did one. You're good. I well, you, you, I, all you right, I'm good. Second, you can have a second if you want. Yeah, there's no pressure, you know. Uh, why is the Damn clown called Zebo. I mean, that's just no. Oh, that's... I guess clowns always have noise names. Yeah, it's never never explained, but I don't, I don't know if it needs to be. Uh, Gumba, nah. what do you got? What do you got for me, buddy? Lay it on. Give I me think something it was good. A pretty good show. Pretty good. You liked it. 
Yeah, I had fun. Were you scared? For once. Did you get scared? Mm, not really, no. Okay. Did anybody get scared? <laughs> I mean, not more than usual. <laughs> the, the background level of fear just remained constant. <laughs> well, there's very little yeah. separating us from the, you know, the abyss in, in any given moment. You know, we just need subtle reminders to realize how how tenuous our grasp on this this mortal plane is, right? So, and um, cheesy pop culture from the '90s to to help us forget. Yeah. Um. All right, I think I think we're good then. I think we're good. Um, good. Plugs? Any plugs? And it's just Twitter at Sheevesy. At Sheevesy, James Sheeves Twitter. Uh, follow me on Tumblr, please. How do you find Which one? on tum Tumblr? Uh, it's Line Beku. That's the art one. L-I-N-E-B-E-K-U. That's correct. At Tumblr.net. Yes, I'm, sell I'm putting lots of new art up there now because I'm going to be selling it at a con soon. So everyone, check it out. Oh, cool. Reblog. And you did some cool art um, for the the of Zebo too, which we can we can put up on the Twitter too. Yay! Ka Katya is uh, three question mark <laughs> skull symbol. PHP. HTTP slash slash www dot Katya at Twitter dot net. Is. No, actually, you can also <laughs> follow me on Tumblr because I have an art Tumblr hand. Oh, good idea. Uh, which is just uh, katiazenina.tumblr.com. Oh, that's good. Um, that? You can lock that that's down. That's huh? easy. Easy. Uh, follow me there so I can upload more stuff and I'm more motivated to do more stuff for Tumblr, basically. Sounds good. I'll follow you. I'm following you now. I don't. I would, yeah. except I don't have Tumblr. I don't know if my account still exists or not. I was doing Virobot off of Tumblr for a while, but it didn't really work. Um, Body still has an account. Get Body to follow her. I don't think Body has a Tumblr account. Yeah, he does. The real Body Anderson. Tumblr.com. Yeah. He reblogs pictures of uh, Bigfoot occasionally. I think that's that's a squatter. Oh shit! Really? I think so. He's not the real one. That's Fuck. the guy from YouTube, is that? No? I think that's the YouTube Fucking dude. kill him. I'm gonna find him now. The, the guy in the fourth one. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I still haven't, haven't watched that. I feel bad. I know they um they went and made IMDB pages for all of them. Yeah, it's fine. But but they but they lied about things they didn't know about, like the date, the year that the first one was made. Yeah, that was, I think, uh, like 1999 or something. Oh, well, they got it right then. I might be speed have read it there uh, maybe i'm forgetting i think it was 2001 i have no idea i don't remember um nick said it was the 90s it was the 90s yeah she might be wrong she might be yeah okay uh at <laughs> gumba master gumba you got anything else no not really okay well thanks for tuning in guys uh it's been a real treat um, I don't actually know what we're going to talk about next time. If, you have, if, if any of you have any suggestions, let me know. Um, 
And if you've made it to the end of this, um, you, you're, uh, I think you should consider yourself a super fan of the podcast. So please uh, throw us some, like, put some comments or something in there. Just let's get, let's get some, some interactivity <laughs> going. You know, put a comment in there. Just say, like, here it is. This is the thing you wanted. Are you happy now? <laughs> That's fine. I, I or maybe, or maybe if you hated this episode and like really want to <laughs> get some argument across, I would love some haters. I mean, that means you really yeah. Please it, you know? uh, spread the hate on uh, SoundCloud. Bring some hate. Tumblr, <laughs> Twitter. Yeah, this is Even actually Tart. on um, iTunes too, which I you can give us like some star reviews or something. I guess you know you could do that if you wanted to. You if you want, do it. Like, why don't you guys? We do can that do that on the on the Australian store. We'd get where like no one will see it. If everybody <laughs> gave us a star rating, at least that was like in the recording, we'd have what five, and they would all be five star ratings. Clearly, so that's a total of twenty five stars. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. Well, um, thanks again for for listening. Thanks uh, to the, the my my wonderful panel. Uh, for being such good sports and talking about fun uh, TV shows. And um, I'll see you again real soon, okay? okay. All right. Cool. Okay. Ciao. Bye. Bye. Bye.